Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Monday the 10th of July. China's consumer and producer price inflation numbers came in lower than expected, with consumer prices now registering 0% year-over-year growth and producer prices moving further into deflation. The price of consumer goods is already in deflation. It is food prices that have kept the headline consumer price inflation rate as high as 0%. So, what is the global read-through of this? As ever, the direct consequence is almost nil. China's inflation rates are largely a local affair. Indirectly, there are two global impacts. The consumer price inflation rate does generally fit with the pattern of local consumers focusing less on goods and more on services when it comes to their spending. Service sector spending has less spillover to the rest of the world than does goods sector spending. In addition, China's inflation rate, along with the inflation rates of other countries like Korea, Switzerland, Spain and Japan, rather destroys the idea that there is some inexorable global force for inflation that national authorities are powerless to resist. Different policies during the pandemic, different consumer spending patterns since the pandemic, and different levels of tolerance for profit-led inflation will create different local inflation patterns. The fact that inflation is not inevitable will hopefully set the tone for this week with US consumer price inflation due on Wednesday. The US labour market, as with many other labour markets around the developed world, continues to live in a weird Dickensian parody. It is the best of times, it is the worst of times. Nominal wage growth is too high to be consistent with inflation targets, but real wage growth is too low to be consistent with inflation targets. Friday's average hourly earnings numbers are not wages, but may be inflated by the structure of the labour force. Nonetheless, this is the Federal Reserve's dilemma. If nominal wages slow less aggressively than inflation and the profit margin expansion, especially the retail sector, is corrected, then inflation comes down to target quite easily. If wages do not slow as inflation slows or profit margins are maintained, then future inflation pressures will build. We get Michigan sentiment data today, including inflation expectations, But given the degree of political partisanship evident in this survey, it's mainly worth looking at for comedic value only. There is also the issue of banking to consider this week, with US banks giving results, and within those results, details of bad loans. The bad loans matter for two reasons. This will be the first set of banking results following the turmoil occasioned by the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, And these results will also reflect the ongoing, relentless, hike-hike-hike policy of the Powell Federal Reserve. More significantly, when it comes to involuntary credit, credit limits are more important as a constraint than our interest rates. No one is standing at the Walmart checkout wondering what Fed Chair Powell will do with rates next month. The credit card is just blindly handed over. If the credit card is rejected because the credit limit is reached, then there's no choice but to reduce consumption. US consumer credit data is due today, ahead of the bank results later in the week. 
We'll also be hearing from several central bankers today. There's the Bank of England's Bailey, and also a speech from UK Chancellor Hunt today. The Chancellor's speech is likely to get a little more attention. Fiscal policy often does. As a majority of the population of the UK have become relatively interest rate insensitive. In the United States, there are several Fed speakers skirting around the topics of inflation and credit. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.